So I'm just getting a pen and paper, actually. What are you getting a pen and paper for? Because... You can take notes. Well, yes, well, because the thing is, is, so, you want to talk about... Oh, I want to talk about guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Yeah, I love a guilty pleasure. <laughs> and I just, I just can't think of, of... So define guilty pleasure. So, um... Because I'm going to come across as really effing dull... But go on. No, it can be dull. It can just be something that you just waste too much time on that you know you shouldn't be doing. Okay. So, like, for me, right, so my guilty pleasure is something that I catch myself doing all the time and it's so sad. I don't know why I do it, but I lose hours of my life. It's sitting watching, like, compilation videos of people's dash cam footage. <laughs> that is real the surprising. So weird, I, right? I love I, it. I was expecting anything <laughs> but that. So dash cam, so it's obviously it's like um, altercations yeah. and confrontations. Road rage. People, Road and rage. Especially these ones because they're always quite British. It's so funny. You see someone like um, cut someone up on a roundabout and the person in the car is like, I never let you in. And that's the <laughs> video. And it's like... And you lose hours on this. Hours of it. Or like potential car, like little car crashes and bumps. I remember there was this one that was really funny and... Uh, it was a guy coming along a country road quite fast and yeah. then there was a car coming towards him and then a car tried to overtake the car coming towards him and he got pushed basically off the road. He hits a wall, the car flip, the whole thing's so dramatic and then it just, you just see the guy at the very end, like, the car skids and smashes a glass and it all stops. He goes, well, that was quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's something kind of like quintessentially kind of Do British you have camera in your car no no okay. i really want one though yeah because I see a lot of cycles and motorcycles you say yeah 100 percent. and then i because i notice literally every single time i'm at the sheriff all roundabout somebody's in the wrong lane mm -hmm. and i am that asshole who's like if you're driving alongside me and yeah. you're in the wrong lane and i think you're in the wrong lane i am driving at the exact same speed as you oh that's so, so mean that you cannot that will be you one day no because i know which lane to be in because there's like <laughs> five signs as a non-driver I, I, yeah, I, I'd definitely be that person. I'd be terrified. But there's like plenty of signs on your like on your journey up to, <laughs> and then also it's the people that just just drive, and you're like, right, there's literally lanes, like there's a dotted line. But there are sometimes, especially when you get those, I see them because I'm if I'm in, in the passenger seat, and you get to the those roundabouts that have like four lanes in the roundabout. Yeah, and they're like, but they're, they're, they're dotted lines, and each lane kind of trails off. You just yeah. stay within your little lines. But you have to stare at the road. There uh -huh. can be birds flying, you well, know, and then also cars around you that are turning. Okay, so, but if you're driving, you should just be looking at the road, right? That first bit, the road bit, <laughs> that's your that's priority. It. Don't go bird watching when you're okay. driving. Cause... <laughs> no, I don't mean bird watching. <laughs> just in case one um, flies in. Uh, but, okay, if we're looking, if we're talking about time wasting on on online just nonsense um well i, I love outtakes if i'm if uh if i'm in a uh, foul mood i'll watch like ab fab you know bloopers and yeah. outtakes um or shows that i know uh yeah um, is that your like cult show that you love ab fab yes ab fab definitely because my friend my friend who we were speaking about in the last episode who lives in dubai his is kath and kim yeah, he's, he's made me watch that over and over again. Yeah. Um, Even though I'm Australian, I mean, I, I get all the references and stuff like that, and I think it's very funny. Don't get me wrong, but it didn't. Um, there was just something about Ab Fab that got into my veins. Yeah, you know, I just really appeal to you. Yeah, I, I'm that way about Shit's Creek. I have right. watched. So I, 
my cousin who lives in America messaged me about four years ago. Yes. And he was like, okay, so there's a show out. You need to watch it. It's called Shit's Creek. We've been watching it for a couple of seasons. He lives in Seattle. Yeah. He was like, the main character is just you. Right. Oh, it is okay, you. Okay. And I was like, okay. And it I didn't just know. come He's, on Netflix. I don't know. He's a bit darker than you when it comes to mood. Do you think mood. so? Yes, of course so. But maybe you've just seen me in a very David sunny... David is just so... But you knew it was David. You knew well, it was David. You didn't uh, think it was Johnny. you father. <laughs> you didn't think it was Patrick. You knew it was David. Yes, but he's just so... Co- is it with caustic? Caustic? Yeah. Toxic. Do you think he's quite toxic? No, he's just so obviously just so miserable until the very oh, end you know but, yeah but i think that, that is me i am 100 percent miserable so you're not you're not alexis i'm not alexis i'm not alexis i'm definitely a david I'll, I'll be, I'll and i got obsessed with it and i've probably watched the whole thing i've watched the whole thing probably about eight times all the way through oh my the whole thing god and then there's get a life right do you know how many hours that is <laughs> but not that many because each, each episode's in like 20 odd minutes and there's only I about suppose. 10 episodes in a season so mm. it's not as bad as like Grey's Anatomy where it's like 45 minute episodes and the seasons are like 27 episodes long or something <laughs> shite um but yeah i've probably watched the whole thing about eight times all the way through and then there's specific episodes like key episodes that kind of like touched me or i found like mm-hmm. very very funny there's one episode where david's like um keeps having what he thinks he, he said he's having like uh, panic attacks he thinks he's <laughs> he thinks he's having a heart attack and then he like web mds it and he's like i'm having a pulmonary embolism which is much worse <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out he's having panic attacks and alexis <sighs> walks in and he's got the curtains closed and he's lying in his bed in the dark and she's like oh it's like a witch's house in here david <laughs> and just that way i'll have alone, to rewatch it yeah it i liked it i loved it especially me. um Catherine O'Hara, she's she's, she's great. great all, of the, all of them are really. really I think big. I'm going to dress up as um, Moira for Halloween. I think that'd be my as, as the as the crow film one. No, no, end. I think I'd go wedding Moira. Oh, okay, wonderful. Yeah, I yeah. want to go like gold gloves, pop hat. I was uh, like that whole that bit in it where she is. Spoiler alert, everyone! But you know when she is, there's a there's an episode where you're on set with her doing the crowing. And they're like, action. And she does the last scene and this ridiculous monologue as her as this crow person. But she does it really well. She sells it. Like, I'm like, I would would watch this. But that's the thing. It's so good. It's such a good... Yeah. And Um, I think whenever... Because they call that comfort watching, don't they? And Which is something I've only seen come up recently through um, Instagram Reels. And TikTok but then, and stuff where people say like, "What am I going to comfort watch tonight?" It's it, and and that's defined by something that you can rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. But then I so I saw the same thing, but it was like apparently rewatching and rewatching the same thing over and over again is like a major sign of like heavy mental illness because it's the predictability offers like some kind of stability and reassurance in your life. Yeah, but I don't think that's a bad like, thing. Oh, I mean, you I hear, another episode on. No, I mean you hear people who read classic books, you know, over and over and over again. You know, it's it's. I, I mean, same that's thing. more highbrow version but like i've watched the hours at least 30 50 times devil uh devil is prada probably times. Yeah. dream girls i went through a phase of watching dream girls almost every single weekend yeah it's a comfort thing and yeah and uh, i don't know you do you know victoria wood yes so she's got uh she had a show that was part of the victoria wood show um called acorn antiques and the, it, there is a dvd of just the acorn antiques and it's just i can rewatch that probably like 
I could watch that every day. It's just so bonkers and so funny. And again, but each episode is literally like seven minutes long. Yeah. You know, so very, very short. Um, so yeah, bloopers, outtakes. I just, and I, I, I don't know, there's something about seeing actors that you love, uh, corpse, you know, drop yeah. character. Totally just, crack up. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, then how do they get through this? Like, um, I'm not not a fan of Ricky Gervais. I don't watch, but there's one with, there's, there's a clip of him and Patrick Stewart in a trailer as part of the his extra series, I think. And Patrick Stewart's trying to deliver these lines and and Ricky Gervais just cannot keep a straight face. But it's a funny it's like it goes for ages because you just you're trying to root for Ricky, like please just hold it together because Patrick Stewart's doing such a great job. Yeah. Like, you know, as you know, acting his his <laughs> improvising his lines. But Ricky just can't give it to you. I just love all that, you know. So yeah, I could I could lose hours of that. Also, <clears throat> excuse me, I keep clearing my throat still. And this is an inter- this is an odd one for some people. Anna Wintour, um, anything that she, uh, if she's being, uh, if she's doing a speech, like she does this, um, she does this uh, at, at Oxford. She does this speech. Uh, I talk to to the students, and I I rewatch that over and over and over again. And even this morning through my workout because I, 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 I'm one of those weird people who actually pay for YouTube Premium. But with YouTube Premium, you can put a clip, like you can watch a clip on your phone and then turn your phone to black screen, but it will keep playing as audio. So while I was doing my workout as motivation, I had Anna Wintour doing her Oxford speech. And, and she had some great quotes through it. Um, I love that. So yeah. I was at the gym this morning listening to a musical theatre playlist and I thought that was super gay. <laughs> and you were, no, just, yeah. you were just on the other side of Edinburgh and your gym listening to Anna Winter monologue. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, anything, anything with her in it. I mean, I even did the masterclass with her in it just because her voice and I just want, I'd like to be someone who is that. Um, I've bec- I'm becoming more and more uh, focused and intentional and strategic in my you know plans from for for life and my and, and the day and the week and all that um that's what that's what i love about. but uh yeah can, would you see i have a frog in my throat i think i said there was a f- i literally thought you were going to say that you had a frog in the garden because you kind of looked outside I, into the garden and kind I of pointed see, it's funny so i did see a frog this morning in my in my garden um i'm getting my bike out um what else what else is your guilty pleasure um so speaking of um, that was a good noise it was a good noise was that? so when it comes to re-watching like the crown is a, an example of, be- you know, it's a beautifully produced show. Each episode is an hour long, though, so it's quite an investment of time. Yeah, right? so you can't, you can't quickly watch that. You can't quickly watch that. No. But there is an episode called Pride and Joy. I, is it series one or two? Uh, it's, it's with the Claire Foy and uh, Vanessa Kirby, is it? Um, and it's the one where the Queen and Philip go to Australia and... The Queen Mother comes to Scotland when she discovers the Castle of May to renovate. And the sister, Margaret, deputises for the Queen while she's away. And it all goes awry there. But just the mm, speeches in it and the, the, just the script writing in that 
It was I I, re- I rewatched that about fifteen times. So is that the episode basically where she goes totally off piece and everyone's telling her not to do things? But yeah. She basically becomes like the kind of like wild cannon. Yeah, and they love her at first, oh, but then, then yeah. they, they, they pull the, the the queen mother back, you know. But I love that. Yeah, I could rewatch that over and over again. I love that. Lego, obviously, which which became an obsession through lockdown, and I think that's now that like I still have two sets to build, but now it's just a time thing. Like, where Mark and I. <laughs> currently looking at a, a Winnie the Pooh set I built yeah. the other day. Uh, but even that, like in one sitting, you could probably pull that together in like two or three hours. But that took me about three weeks because just just time, yeah. you know. So, it's um, beautiful. It is lovely. And the Although Winnie's, Winnie's got no belly. He's like, he's, he's a Lego Winnie the Pooh with I a little spelt belly. But the little Eeyore. Oh, I know, he's by himself. <laughs> he's so cute. So I guess, yes, that is a guilty pleasure. And it's funny, now that I'm removed from the uh, joy of furlough, um, I just like, Lego is stunning and it doesn't lose its value. I'll say that before I say the next bit, but it is expensive. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, how did I spend like that much money? You know, you just get kind of weird. And I think guys can be quite obsessional with things like that. Like if you're into, if you suddenly get into cycling, you want the best. You know, if you get into, I think guys, when they get into, like even this, when I started getting into podcasting, I got these mics and stuff like that. You know, you just kind of get become obsessional and you, you want to take best. it to the extreme. What is that? All it? the gear, no idea. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, what I was going to say to you was, um, you were talking earlier about how the us watching and rewatching TV shows is quite similar to people reading and rereading classic books. Mm-hmm. What are you reading just now? Uh, again, um, am I reading anything right now? I just finished reading a play called um, Skylight. It was on my Kindle, and. Again, because it's Anna Wintour's favourite play, and I did read it. Anyway, um, I'm becoming obsessive. But, uh, so yeah, so I'm not reading any novels at the moment. I just finished listening to um, a, a book called Rewire Your Mindset on Audible, which completely has changed the way I, my outlook on life. Really? It's, I can't, I can't go into it here because it's just too much to go into and I'll get emotional. But uh, in a good way, it was, it's always kind of like, you know, that whole thing is like, you know, the only person holding you back is you type thing. Um, and and then before that, I would listen to a book called Tribe. And it's about like, it's about like homecoming and, and people in horrific situations, but who are all equal in those horrific situations. So when those situations like war or um yeah um the blitz you know, mainly talks about war and, and and also current wars and stuff like that when people when life returns back to some sort of normality people get misty-eyed about the 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 feeling of connection and brotherhood or sisterhood or just community when things were really bad everyone was kind of working together and you know about um so yeah it kind of looks at studies into that it doesn't it's not a it's not re- recommending life should be like this or we should bring, we should make the, uh, the world go to a more communal way, community way of living. It's basically just going through like research and, and stats, stats of like how people recovered after like war and stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, often people say like, yes, you know, I, 
obviously the war was awful, but they really missed how everyone kind of worked of together. Yeah. yeah. And so that was really interesting. What are you reading? Um, so I went on a bit of a binge a couple of weeks ago and I literally just went to Watson's. I love a bookshop and I love mm. buying books, but I never really know what to buy. Right. And then I remember I went to uh, Watson's a year ago or so, pre-pandemic. And um, I, obviously I'm a primary school teacher. So a lot of the books that I buy are kind of like nine to 12 young fiction. Yes. And I'll pre-read them and be like, well, that was a good one. Or um, this is good to read in class just for fun. Or this is, would be good to underline a certain lesson. Or I like this passage. I'm going to mm-hmm. use this passage for a piece of writing or blah, blah, blah. So I, do, I read a lot of sort of young fiction. Nice. And I remember buying loads of books and then going to the till. And the guy in Watson's be like, you know, there's a lot to be said for young fiction. I think I think some of these books are just as good as the adult books, so don't let anyone make you feel bad about reading them. <laughs> and I was like... Aww. I was like, okay, so I don't feel bad, and I'm a primary school teacher. So. <laughs> and it was a moment where I was like, something about what you've just said tells me that you think I should be embarrassed. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. <laughs> so I hadn't been for a while. And then I went into Watson's a couple of weeks ago and um, picked up a couple of books off their mushy table and then realised I was lost. So I just said to them, it was quite quiet, I said to them behind the counter, I was like, I want to buy some books, help me. And she ended up recommending like four books. Mm. So I just took them all. And it was, was the like, four, yeah, tw- I'll, four I'll in the Twilight them. series. I just, just took them. <laughs> <laughs> four, four. I love that. Breaking Dawn, Eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know them? And then I mentioned that I was a teacher, so she took me upstairs and recommended like four more kids' books. I bought four of those as well. Oh, nice. And uh, so I came home with a bag, a bag full of books. So uh, last couple of weeks... You're going to hate moving. How? Because <laughs> books are heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got so many books. You talked to me about moving. You try moving classroom. I've never had I to suppose, do it. Yeah. I packed up my classroom at the end of this year just in case. And uh, yeah, <laughs> boxes full of books. Yeah. And uh, so I bought uh, a book called The Song of Achilles. Mm. It's like so. It's like basically, it's like a gay romance set during like the ancient Greek time of the Iliad. Yeah, with like the Trojan War. Exactly. Yep, Achilles and Patroclus or Patroclus, Uh, and they're basically lovers. I cried my eyes out at the end. Have you read it? Yeah. Oh, Mm. you should have stopped me. I'm explaining that. Yeah. Yeah. No spoilers. Emotionally. Traumatized you, you, me. You I've done it. it. I've done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. horrific. Um, but in a nice way. But well, no, I just found it traumatizing. Um, <laughs> and then I'm reading a book just now called The Midnight Library, which. So when she when she recommended it to me in the shop, she was like, "Oh yeah, so basically what happens is like a woman dies, and uh, is that Matthew Hayes? Yes, yeah. look at liter- no, no, no. literature. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I follow him on um. On Instagram, because he always just puts like quotes up that are quite nice. And well, that quote that I yeah. put up last week was from this book, the about passage. being in the maze. Yeah, about being in the maze. Should we unpack that on the podcast? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> um, keep that for the therapy. And um, uh, so basically, she sold it to me as like a woman dies, and at the stroke of twelve, she finds herself in this library. The library is full of all the versions of her life that could have existed if she'd done things differently. We've all seen Sliding Doors. Right? Grandpa Paltrow was amazing. Oh. Stunning. Like when she cuts her hair off. <laughs> and um, she gets this book of regrets and she gets to go through and decide on like, like 
what regrets she had in her life, right? And then basically relive versions of her life having not done the things that she regretted doing. Mm-hmm. That's how it was sold to me. So I said, oh, it's could be an old lady, like, talking about her life. No, no. What it is, is like a early 30s woman who showed great promise as a young star and never fulfilled any of her potential, who now lives alone with her ginger cat oh, no. and is super depressed and then kill- oh, no. and kills herself. Oh, and that's how she ends up... Wait, does that happen at the very beginning of the book? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, so you're does, not completely yeah. ruining it. No, 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 it. absolutely not. <laughs> and... Um, Oh yeah, I think the first line in the book is "It was a good day to die." Like, oh, like, oh I love that. It's not as a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but as I was sitting there in my early thirties, alone in my house with my ginger dog, reading this book, I was like, "This is not going to be good for my mental health." <laughs> no, I've just put down the song of Achilles. I'm in an emotional state. I can't oh. do this. You obviously There's too many parallels. You obviously read. Um, uh, hang on. What? What did I read? Yeah, love yeah. that bit. We're looking at uh, Simon and the Homo Sapiens Agenda, which was made to the film. Love Simon. Simon. Have you been watching Love Victor? Would you, would you excuse me one second? Not Arthur. He maybe needs me to move my car. Uh, let me check why. <laughs> Explain to the kids at home why I'm checking for a Yeah, so basically, I'm currently parked on <laughs> yes. Ian's driveway. Um, so it's not, I don't know who was beeping. It's, so it's not Arthur being like, that, that's, I think that would, that's quite but aggressive yeah, for no, Arthur. That, that's, that's, that's a good, that is a great book. That's a lovely book, actually. Um, oh, and I actually think it's something that should be read in high school, except for there's a, quite a, um, there's quite a, um, oh. I don't know how to explain it. Um, graphic wanking scene. <laughs> in which one? In Simon. In this one? In Simon versus the Hobbies. Yeah. I can't remember that. There's quite a graphics wanking bit. Why don't I remember that? I don't know. Have you been watching Love, Victor? No. Right, so Love, Victor is like the TV series spin-off. Right. And it's basic. it's a similar kind of thing, except it's like a kind of like Mexican, well, a boy with Mexican kind of heritage living in, I want to say Georgia, Atlanta, somewhere like that. Uh They've just moved from Texas, and yeah, it's on the second season. It's on Disney Plus. So That's my gonna... Friday morning treat. Oh, Taylor! Quickly, quickly go through these, right? Oh my goodness! Swimming pool library, which almost um, these are books I've just pulled out of the bookshop, uh, book bookshelf, almost made me give up reading completely because it was just nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Michael Cunningham, The Hours. These are some of my favorite queer books. Uh, that you know, amazing. Uh, less now that's a really fun lighter book it's about a guy who um his partner leaves him hang on um and so he has like an internationally renowned book that he's written this is fiction and so he's i think from memory he's invited to a wedding and he wants to avoid it because his ex is going to be there so he usually he um um rejects any invitations to talk about his book at any international book festivals or anything like that. But he says yes to all of them just to avoid this wedding. And then he realizes that his book is it's so the reason why it is so beautiful overseas is because it's the people translating his book. So if his book that's in English, when it's translated to say Italian, it sounds a lot better, I think, you know. But then it ends. Uh, it's be, it's a really good ending. It's a wonderful. It's a really good. That's a good feel good gay book. Call me by your name, obviously. That's, I've never read that either. Yeah, it's 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 good. There's there's one. 
Good thing. Uh, Tales of the City. There's one good. The, the Peach. <laughs> the Peach. But no, in the bookshop at the end when they're in the sleeves on it, a single man. That's a nice one. So I've watched the film. The yes. film with Colin Firth. Firth. Yes, and the it, was it Tom Ford that directed it? Yeah. And it's the cinematography of it. It's like the, the lighting changes depending on his mood. So yeah. it becomes more saturated when he becomes more joyful lusty. and he's lusty yeah. and yeah. And it gets quite kind of, yeah, washed out. Yeah, I love it's that. Yeah, beautifully it's done. Beautiful little film. The Talented Mr. Ripley by Patricia Highsmith, which is about obsession and all in Italy. Uh, have you seen the film? No. Oh, you, oh, well, yeah. Do like, at least see the film, but the, the book is beautiful. It's one of the only books that you are rooting for the person who killed the good guy or the nice guy. Christopher and His Kind, another Christopher Isherwood one. Julian Clary, this is hilarious. Murder Most Fab. Very, very funny book. And that is uh, not part of the... <laughs> Travellers in the Third Reich. No, that's not part of the That's not part of the Some of the books that we went no. through last year. But yeah, it is right because often like um, with, with queer stories, uh, you know, they often end in isolation, tragedy. loneliness, tragedy. Yeah. You, know, you know, gays can't be happy. No, totally. So I grew up watching a TV show and every gay character got gay bashed, yeah. killed themselves, or, or got AIDS or, or a something. crystal meth addiction. I was like, mm, that's my four outcomes. None of them seem appealing. <laughs> but it's true. I'll take the no. gay bashing, thank you. Or maybe you. try less. Less is lovely, actually. Yeah, less is good. As in, the book less. Yeah. Maybe less just try reading. less. Just maybe, try less. Maybe you're just Do too less. much. <laughs> maybe you could just be a lot less. <laughs> I wish I could, like, I don't know why I've, in the past when I was chewing through novels, like, a, you know, to a month or whatever like that, I don't know how, what mindset I was in, but I want that mindset back, you know. Yeah, I want to be able to, I just want to, like, I, I want to be one of these, like, voracious readers. I thought voracious. that when I studied photography that I'd have loads of free time, that I'll be reading, that I'll be, like... In the meadows with those, oh sorry, <laughs> meadows with those uh, uh, aluminium barbecues, like did, never. It was the most stressful two years of my life. Like many times, I was because uh, of my own tardiness, you know, because I was working as well. But like up till two a.m. trying to finish projects and stuff like that. It's just like, <sighs> but I had, a, I don't regret it, obviously. But yeah, it's it's not the student life that you think it's going to. No, be. I I remember um, when we were finishing off fourth year when I was at uni, and um, being in the Heriot Watt library out of the bypass and sitting there with half my class all through the night finishing mm. off these design portfolios that we all had to do and then we all had to drive down to Gallish Hills campus to submit them okay. and we hadn't slept and we were all just shadows Absolutely. we we looked like we'd come out of a bunker like we were all these these like pale jaded dark circled like <laughs> like and you can see the portfolio just got progressively worse because like the pages you did at half four in the morning were not as good as the not pages as you did at half twelve <laughs> watching the sun go down and then come back up <laughs> but yeah i guess that's 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 all of student life yeah student life as well don't sleep but i was gonna say yeah that's uh, kind of all the mic Guilty pleasures. Any others you want to add? Not really. Eating. Um, I love food. Just feed me. I, yeah. I think, and I do feel guilty about that now because I've had to start my fitness planning. Everything I eat, and I'm like, mm, it's probably yes. not the best. Do you? Um, is it? What is it? Is it? Um, is it the sensation of chewing? Oh no, I'm just an emotional eater. I'm, I'm a bit of a foodie. I like cooking and I like right, good okay. food. Yeah, and yeah. It, I think it takes a lot to impress me with food. Yeah. Um. So it's about texture, flavour. It's just about, yeah, just good food. So it's not just about feeling full. No. 
and it's, it's not about feeling full mm. and I think part of it's probably boredom probably an emotional eater when I just mm. want to sit on the couch when I'm feeling rubbish and just eat just but I get gorge. but I get but I but, but surely it's better to if you're a good cook to you know to actually yeah, cook yeah but you know. then I think especially if, especially if you're feeling a bit like meh it's junk food that's my weakness yeah okay um, although it's hilarious I was at the I was at the gym I was at in a session with my PT and he was asking about my calories and I've been way under my calories every day and he's like, no, you need to be going up to your calories because if you are eating way under, then when your weight and uh, eventually plateaus, we've got nowhere to go. Like, I can't strip you more calories off you. Yeah. When your metabolism, if you've slowed your metabolism down, basically. <laughs> and also you need energy for the next day. Well, no, but I've been fine. Like, I've been eating enough. I've not mm. felt hungry or groggy, mm. but I've just been way under my calories. And... Uh, um, similarly, though, I have lost eleven pounds. So, oh, <laughs> oh way in tomorrow. Let's see if we ding, hit the ding. stone. <laughs> ding, ding, <laughs> dong, dong. And uh, I literally was like, okay. So I left the gym and drove straight into the KFC drive-through and got myself a, <laughs> got myself, calories. Obviously, got myself a big old burger because I hadn't had Give one in so long. Give me a family bucket. No, just the burger. I didn't get the chips. I didn't get. I didn't get a drink. So. I, and I literally messaged him being like, I've just had a KFC Singer Tower Philip Burger and it was incredible. He's like, Yeah, don't do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, what he meant. He meant maybe have another apple or. No, but I've know. been like 800. One day I ate 400 calories for the whole day because I just got really into Song of Achilles and forgot to eat and was just feeding. Oh, that's nice. Then. But like, you know, generally I'm about 800 calories off my, yeah. off my target. I think overeating can be from boredom as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, through lockdown, I had to be conscious not to keep eating. Not to graze. Bag of crisps here. Yeah. A daily dunker. <laughs> yeah, because at work, you know, sometimes it's like inconvenient to eat. You know, I'm going to do the Joanna Lumley thing. She only has an apple for lunch every day. Because if you, I find in barbering, especially, like if you carb up, have something very heavy at lunchtime, tired. So tired in the afternoon, you know. Yeah. It makes sense to have like a big breakfast, a banana for lunch. And maybe a big dinner. You know what I mean? To yeah. then sleep well. See, yeah. I don't I do not do breakfast because I feel that my thing is as soon as I start eating, I can't stop. So the later I start eating, the better. I have three breakfasts. I have so many breakfasts. I have like a smoothie at five and then I'll have eggs at eight and then I'll have sardines on toast with hummus and, you know, yeah, and then I'll have something else later. Yeah, I have so many breakfasts. Well, no wonder you're having an apple for your lunch. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. Anyway, it was nice speaking to you, darling. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Always a pleasure. And uh, I'll see you next week. Oh, a few insists. <laughs>